We should like go and like hang out with Todd. <laughs> Whoa, it's Todd. Yeah. <laughs> Todd's even cooler than we thought. <laughs> Boys, I'm looking for a fella who goes by the name of Todd. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> He's cool. <laughs> Todd would make like a good manager or something. Welcome to another episode of the 206 Geek Podcast with your host Todd, the 206 Geek. Yes, I am your host Todd, the 206 Geek, and you're listening to my podcast, the 206 Geek. And this is episode 154. Hey everybody, this is Todd. Um, so, it's uh, Sunday, September 12th. I got about a oh uh, my birthday is a week from Tuesday, I think it was yeah, and I'll be fifty this year, and uh, I know I've probably already mentioned this, but I'm gonna mention it again because I'm excited. Uh, I I know I, I sound pretty subdued, but I don't know I just I'm going to I'm going to Southern California at the end of the month, and I'm going to Universal and Disneyland. And it's it it feels surreal, like it's. Um, I'm not sure if it's really going to happen, but I'm really excited because I've been wanting to go to those places. Wow, Universal more than Disney until recent years, but I'm really excited, really excited, and uh, hopefully I'll get to see all the things I want to see in in one weekend. You know, um, I probably won't because it's only going to be like three days, three or four days. Um, going to go down there on, on the, the 30th, I think. And then coming back, I think on the second or third, either way. I mean, it's, yeah, I'm coming back on the Monday, I think. So yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. So cool. Cannot wait. Anyways, you know what? Let's get into this. I got stories to talk about, things to to read on the screen, and uh, hopefully you guys are having a fantastic weekend. I, my weekend's been pretty good, actually. Uh, been, I've been binge-watching season six of Lucifer, and uh, I just I, all of a sudden I felt the need to record a podcast, and I think it's because I'm... I'm these last couple episodes have been really emotional and and I need to I need to uh I need to decompress a little bit from those <laughs> from those emotions. And uh so yeah, I'm I'm going to go ahead and just uh, pull up some stuff that I found on Feedly. Uh th- uh well, most of the stories are from comicbook.com, but then I also have a story here from geekfeed.com. And the first story is uh is about this is about the the new Matrix movie, Matrix Four, or as it's being called, Matri- the Matrix uh, Resurrections. And to be honest, it, it felt like I was watching John Wick <laughs> because because he's got the he's got the beard, he's got the scruffy beard, and uh, you know his long hair. So it's it's uh it's a if it. it, it I think the only difference between John Wick and, and this is that uh, it has Trinity and someone who looks like Morpheus but isn't Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> um, I'll play, you know what, I'll go ahead and play the clip. You know, I've shared the story to Facebook and Twitter. Well, to Facebook, rather. I, I'll also share it to Twitter. Um, but, uh... If you want to see it, you actually can just go to YouTube and ter- search for uh, Matrix 4 trailer, I'm sure. So let's turn the volume up on the computer, and I will hit play. Come on. Thomas? You seem particularly triggered right now. Can you tell me what happened? I've had dreams that weren't just dreams. Neil Patrick Harris. My crazy 
We don't use that word in here. why you're still fighting and why you will never give up you don't know me no it's coming out this christmas okay so I think I need to rewatch the original three movies. about you guys I mean you didn't see what I saw unless you watched this video it looks like it's also it's going to be in theaters and it's going to be on HBO Max in December um, I'm definitely going to watch it I'm definitely going to watch it I, I think that uh, I think I definitely need to rewatch the original three but yeah this this looks like it could be like because um, if I recall in the third one, uh, the world resets. So what we're probably seeing here is like he is back being inside of the Matrix and he's kind of it's starting over, but he's older now. So he's starting over and he knows or he's a thinks he's knows. I don't know. It's, it's it seems interesting, though, I think. Um Wow. Yeah, I think I need to go on HBO Max and watch the first three um, again. It's been a long time since I've seen the Matrix movies. I saw them in theaters, then I rewatched them about ten years ago. I need to rewatch them again. I think. What do you guys think? Are you guys excited to see the the, the new Matrix movie? Let me know. Shoot me a message on Twitter at two zero six geek, and. Uh, let me know what you think. This is what it says. I mean, other than listening to the audio from that video, this is what it says here on Geek Feed. After Cloud Atlas, Ju uh, Juniper, Jupiter Ascending, and uh, Sense8, Lana w Wachowski is coming back to the franchise that made her big, The Matrix. We just got the trailer for The Matrix Resurrections. And it brings Neil back to the world of the simu of the simulation. Uh, as of now, no plot has been revealed, but the, with the Matrix being notorious for its ex extensive world and lore, it would make sense that Warner Brothers would want to keep that under wraps as best they could. Uh, for now, fans are speculating on what happened to Neo as he sacrificed himself at the, by the end of the original trilogy. Uh, multiple theories have been coming out online. 
One suggests that the system has just decided to keep Neo alive and complicate... Uh, wait. Keep Neo alive and complacent as compared to having him die and just resurrect again and again. Okay. As for the new characters, it seems like Jonathan Groff could be the new villain. Interestingly enough, uh, the scene from the teaser where his mouth melts was kept out of the new trailer. Yahya Abdul Mateen II also looks cool in this movie, whether he's playing Morpheus or not. Uh, so far the film looks fantastic and I'm eager to see what kind of world Lana Wachowski has grown the franchise into in the last two decades after uh, after the release of the original with uh, sequel reboots like The Force Awakens uh, starting new tropes hopefully Resurrection manages, manages to break the mold by mold and bring us a new story while at the same time introducing new fans to the world. Uh, catch Matrix Res Resurrections when it first hits theaters in HBO Max on December 22nd. I don't know, guys. I, I'm Like I said earlier, just a minute ago, I'm looking forward to seeing this. I, I want to see... I want to know what happens. I'm curious as to why uh, Lawrence Fishburne isn't in it. He... I, I think I said last week, uh, he wasn't asked to come back. You know, I don't know why. I'm curious as to why they didn't bring him back. I mean, we we I guess you can't do the Matrix without Keanu Reeves, or 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 uh, Carrie Ann Moss. But why not Lawrence Fishburne? I don't understand. Um. All right, the next story I have here is uh, Marvel Studios to release record five films in 2023. See Slate through 2024. Uh, this is from comicbook.com. says Marvel Studios has scheduled dates through 2024 and will release a record of five films in 2023, including Ant-Man and Guardians of the Galaxy sequels, The Black Widow and... Uh, the Black Widow and Shang-Chi Studio, which has set uh, three films per year since 2017, will increase the number to four for the first time this year, with uh, Eternals out in, on November 5th, Spider-Man No Way Home out on December 17th, Barring any COVID-related delays that made a five-film year possible in 2023. The Kevin Feige-headed studio will have its busiest calendar year yet with the release schedule that could include uh, um, Maharshala Ali's Blade reboot and Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool 3. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum, Quantum Mania, uh, reuniting Paul Rudd in Evangeline Lilly's size-shifting superheroes against Jonathan Major's Kang the Conqueror is set for February 17th, 2023. Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 3 follows on May 5th concluding the trilogy from writer-director James Gunn. Disney has reserved dates for three untitled Marvel movies, July 28th, October 6th, and November 10th, 2023, along with Blade, expected uh, to begin filming next summer with director uh, Basim Tariq, announced Announced projects in development include a rebooted Fantastic Four from Spider-Man director John Watts and Captain America 4 re return, uh, 
reuniting star Anthony Mackie with his Falcon and Winter Soldier head writer Malcolm Spellman. Uh, let's see. And we have like a there's a a share from a uh, Twitter post every Marvel Studio movie release date through 2024 and it shows images of all the various movies that are coming out um, and this was on phase zero CB on Twitter at phase zero CB which looks like it's a their podcast for for comicbook.com uh, uh marvel plans five or six years out from what is announced according to feige making it possible for shang chi 2 or spider-man 4 to land on one of the seven to be announced dates uh staked through 2024 announced titles with 2022 release dates Include Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which comes out on March 24th, 25th. Thor Love and Thunder will be on May 6th. Black Panther Wakanda Forever will be July 8th. And Captain Marvel, the Captain Marvel sequel of The Marvels will be November 11th. And then it says here, quote, Phase four was always about continuing in new ways and new beginnings, end quote. Feige told Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, this is here. Of the, the current phase of Marvel Cinematic Universe launched... Uh, okay. Launched on the small screen with WandaVision and on the big screen with Black Widow Quote, even with films that seemingly are concluding storylines, there are new beginnings within them. And that was what was most exciting to us about the opportunity to make shows for Disney Plus, about all of, of us at Marvel Studios choosing to continue past Endgame and past Far From Home and leaving the infinite, Infinity Saga behind to a new beginning, end quote. That's fucking cool. That is really cool. How how much of a how how much do you enjoy the MCU movies and TV shows? Because I I love them. I am excited for the next MCU movie because uh, I really enjoyed uh, and I really really enjoyed Shang Chi. It was such a good movie. There were so many great fight sequences, really cool special effects, and you know it. It was just, it was just, you know, I don't know. It's, I don't really want to give anything away because I'm hoping people will go see the movie. But uh, I will say this: I mean, this is in the trailer, so I'm not spoiling anything. The fight sequence on on the bus was really cool, and. Uh, <laughs> One of the best lines is Aquafina says to the guy who's who's you know trying to fight her best friend who's like Shang Chi, and at the time she thinks his name is Sean, but uh she's like, "What are you doing, dude? He doesn't even know how to fight. he doesn't know how to fight." And then he starts whooping, and then he <laughs> then Sean starts whooping his ass, and she's like, "What the hell is going on?" It's so funny. He goes, uh, sorry, uh, my real name is Shang-Chi. He's like, she's like, wait a minute. You changed your name from Shang-Chi to Sean. <laughs> she's like, man, you really didn't th think too hard when you went to rename yourself, did you? <laughs> I, I thought that was funny. I thought it was funny. All right, so that's cool. All right, next on the things to talk about, uh, Marvel's Wolverine teaser trailer, Easter egg could hint at Hulk appearance. I watched this um, just before I started recording, 
and it's very very uh there really isn't any words in the trailer it's it's mostly music with the exception of the sound of the blades coming out and him growling you don't hear any you don't hear anything other than music so i'm not going to play the trailer but i'll read this i'll read what it says here it says here uh, in case you somehow missed it, PlayStation made a surprise announcement that Insomniac Games was working on a Marvel's Wolverine for the PlayStation 5. The teaser trailer released f uh, for the announcement is extremely brief and did not show off much in the way of of definitive details. But a couple of Easter eggs in it could point to the Hulk somehow being involved in the game basically the bar that wolverine is sitting at has a bunch of different odds and ends behind it the cash register notably said reads 1974 or 19.74 uh, and then a quebec license plate to the right of him reads hlk 181 now Anyone that is unfamiliar with the character might just uh, write both of these off, but it's notable uh, that the first appearance of Wolverine occurred in The Incredible Hulk 181, which was published in 1974. Now, this could be as simple as referencing Wolverine's first appearance, but or it could be hinting at a some something more like an, the inclusion of of Hulk himself in the title. Honestly, you know what? Because I'm I'm I am that nerd who doesn't read comics but loves comic book movies and TV shows. And I've said this before in the podcast, but I'll say it again. I didn't know that. I I've never read uh, those comics, so I didn't know. But that's. That's cool that they added that little Easter egg in there for those who do know that stuff. Um, and you know what? It's uh, I don't think it's I don't think it I don't think it means that we're going to see the Hulk. I think it's legitimately just referencing his first appearance in comics. So, oh, excuse me. So, do, are you guys going to get the game? Do you have a PS5, or are you hoping that it's going to get released on Xbox? I mean, i I don't have an X, I don't have an Xbox One or whatever the new ones are called. I don't. I think I still have my Xbox 360, but I haven't touched it in like five months. Um, and I have I have a PS3 uh, that I play once in a while. And I have access to a PS4, which I I play once in a while as well. I don't I'm not active on them anymore because uh, a couple of years back I hurt my wrist. Um, it's like a I think it was like a repetitive stress thing, you know. Um, but uh, if I play video games for too long, my wrist starts to hurt, and it's difficult to to, to type and or do anything else with my hands when, when it, it, it gets aggravated. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't even know what happened with that. Honestly, I, I think, um, I just was, I'm getting old <laughs> and I, I played a lot of video games and I just, I'm getting too old for that shit. <laughs> you know, start, start hearing yourself on micro things, you know, it's, it's, People say, you know, you're going to fall and break your hip. It's like, no, I'm, I'm less likely to do that and more likely to, to like, strain the, the tendon between my wrist and my thumb so I can't play video games anymore. Or if I do play, I'm, I play them in, in shorter shorter uh, spans. I mean, I used to play for hours. I used to play games for hours. Um, and this, okay, this... When when I when I hurt myself, it was during a time where I was playing a lot of Minecraft. I was playing it for you know, you know, more than three hours. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I'm not going to give you the exact number, but it was it was a long time. I would start playing it, and then it would at night, and it would get daylight. Let's put it that way. Um, but yeah. I, 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 so I, I play, I, you know, I should start doing just to kind of keep myself from re-aggravating that, that, 
that uh, that tendon is just like set a timer, and when the timer goes off, it's time to stop whatever I'm doing and or finish what I'm doing and then then shut the game off. So yeah, all right, but yeah, it, I don't know the the this. I don't know if I'll be getting a PS5 anytime soon. So me playing this game is probably not likely to happen. I will see videos of it online, though. What was that? Well, my phone is making noise at me, so maybe I should, you know, mute it for now. But, um, all right, next story. More... Marvel. I have a bunch of Marvel stories here. I think this actually this 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 next one is the last one, and this one I brought. I I, I selected this story because it was uh, essentially my introduction to Marvel in general. So uh, that being said, uh, comicbook.com has posted a story here. Mar- Spider-Man and his amazing friends debuted forty years ago today. I remember this day. I remember getting up on, uh, well, 40 years ago, it was a Saturday, I think. But uh, I remember getting up and uh, watching Saturday morning cartoons, because that's when you watch cartoons 40 years ago. And uh, and I I was aware of Spider-Man only because of another show called The Electric Company over on PBS. Uh, and, but I didn't know, I didn't know Spider-Man had an alter ego. I didn't, oh shit, back in those days, I didn't even know what an alter ego was. Um, I didn't know he was Peter Parker. I didn't know he could even talk because in the, in the electric company, when they did the Spider-Man, uh, skits, he didn't say anything. He had little word balloons, like in a comic book is it is the sound effect that would come up. Whenever the little word balloon would pop up, you know, and he'd he'd look at the word balloon, and people that he's talking to would look at the word balloon and read it, and he would never say anything until I saw Spider Man and his amazing friends on television, which was a cartoon. Um, this is here on comicbook.com. Spider Man and his amazing friends premiered on this day in 1981. And fans are celebrating its 40th anniversary. Spider-Man and his his amazing friends aired alongside and crossed over with Spider-Man, the Spider-Man cartoon uh, that debuted that same year. The second cartoon version of Marvel's Web Slinger. The series sees Peter Parker, the amazing Spider-Man, teaming up with Bobby Drake, a.k.a. Iceman, of the X-Men and a brand new mutant character named Angelica Jones, also called Firestar. Spider-Man and, and his elemental uh, Spider-Man and his elemental powered allies took on villains from across the Marvel Universe while ba- bounce, balancing their college coursework at Empire State University. Oh yeah. They're college students. See, even <laughs> even at ten years old, I thought it was weird that like that teenagers uh, could. Uh, <laughs> so to give you kind of an idea, this cartoon was three college students living together in a house uh, with Peter's Aunt May. And and her dog Miss Lion, who was uh, I want to say, ew, what kind of dog was she? She was uh, oh, either way, it's a long-haired, you know, foo-foo-looking dog. It's not a it's not a poodle. It's um, um, you know what? Let me Google real quick. I can figure this out.
Okay, so I was I was thinking it was uh, a different kind of dog, but Miss Lion from Spider-Man is Amazing Friends is a Lasso Opso. <laughs> okay. Um and I'm still I was thinking it was a different type of dog, but I for the life of me can't get the that type of dog, the name of that dog to pop into my brain uh, into my mouth cuz I can I can visualize the type of dog I was thinking it was, but I can't think of the name of it. So All right. So let's see here. It says here, Spider-Man is amazing friends sometimes featured other Marvel comic heroes as guest stars, including Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, and the X-Men. In its second and third seasons, it aired as a part of a package with Marvel's Incredible Hulk's animated series, becoming the Incredible Hulk and the Amazing Spider-Man. Then, uh, and then the... Amazing Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk. The series ended in 1983 after three seasons, but aired in repeats as a part of Marvel's Action Universe later in the decade. Based on based primarily on Spider-Man, created by Stanley and Steve Ditko, uh, Lee developed the series and John Jurwich directed it. The voice cast included uh, Dan Gilvezen. As Spider-Man. Now, the, two of the actors on this show went on to go went on to do Transformers in 1984, the first generation Transformers. Now, Dan Gil, Gilvezan, I think is how his last name is pronounced. Um, he was the voice of Spider-Man on on this, but he went on to play Bumblebee on Transformers, and the voice of Iceman on Spider-Man and his amazing friends was Frank Welker, who went on to be Megatron and Soundwave and Rumble and Frenzy and Ravage and half a dozen other Transformers. Such a good actor. Um, and Kathy Garver as Firestar. Douglas, uh, Johnny Douglas provided the show's music. Okay. You know... I need to go back and rewatch that series. It's on Disney Plus if you haven't watched, if you've never even heard of Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Um, I suspect you probably have because I look at the analytics for the podcast and most of the uh, most of the people that listen are within like the 30 to 40. So you probably have, are probably at least a little bit aware of Spider-Man and his amazing friends. If you haven't watched it, check it out. It's a fun show. It's kind of goofy because, you know, most Marvel superhero shows in the early 80s and late 70s were kind of goofy. But it's it it, it, uh, it uh, has Stan Lee talking at the beginning and the end of every episode. You know, hello, true believers. You know, that was, that was a really terrible impression of Stan. But, you know, in fact... I didn't know that the guy, the voiceover guy we you listened to on the show was the guy who actually created Spider-Man, even though he says he did. I was like, okay, sure, that's the guy who created these characters. Why would he be talking on his own cartoon? But, yeah. <laughs> Stan Lee. Rest in peace, sir. All right. So the next story I have here on... on uh, on, that I've found here on comicbook.com. I don't know how long you've been listening to my podcast, but a few years back uh, I mentioned how Quentin Tarantino was probably going to be doing the next Star Trek movie. At least there were stories of him potentially doing it. Well, apparently Gene Roddenberry's son uh, has, has some comments on Quentin Tarantino's movie, on on the idea of Quentin Tarantino doing a Star Trek movie. Rod Roddenberry, son of Star Trek creator Gene Roddenberry and CEO of Roddenberry Entertainment, has some concerns about the idea of Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek movie. While Paramount Pictures has several Star Trek film projects in various stages of development, 
Tarantino's has long been the most controversial simply by having his name attached. The public knows about the Tarantino Tarantino's pitch, though reports suggest it's inspired by the gangsters themed Star Trek episode a piece of the action. However, um Tarantino's signature pulpy style seems to uh to many fans at odds with Star Trek's philosophies and aesthetics. And Quentin Tarantino confirms his Star Trek movie will be rated R. Roddenberry feels that part of his job is maintaining what is, is essentially about his father's Star Trek vision. He meet, he admits this Tarantino movie idea is something which he's struggling. Um, quote, I struggle with the, that because the way I'm... I struggle with that because the way I'm pretty pretty myopic with uh, the way I see Star Trek. Roddenberry tells Forbes, quote, I mentioned that I grew up with fans coming up to me out saying, coming up to me saying how Star Trek inspired them and gave them hope for the future. It's the optimism and the messaging in there that makes Star Trek what it is, or what it was. I truly believe that if you create a Star Trek that is just action, that is not Star Trek. In my opinion, that that's what makes it different from Star Wars. And I love Star Wars, but they can be they can both coexist. And I love Tarantino's work and the kind of films that he does. I'm just trying to have an open mind. You know what? I I, I get why people don't want uh, Star Trek to be too action packed. They want it to be philosophy and and you know hope for mankind and stuff. And in in the in the last few movies, uh, the the as or as somebody some people call it the Kelvin universe. I just call it J.J. Trek because, you know, um, he, he was involved with all of them, I think. Anyways, um, a lot of, and I've talked about this before too, so I won't go into too much detail. I know a lot of people who hate the Kelvin universe, just absolutely cannot stand it. I, however, enjoyed them. I really did. And, and maybe it's because I'm a huge Star Wars nerd that I liked it, but it was also very Star Trek. There was, there was, it's more Star Trek than it is Star Wars to me. And that's, you know, I don't know. I just, it's people, I think what it, what it really boils down to is this. The original cast are, are, they're not doing the movies anymore. Um, and we're not even seeing many of the next-gen cast returning to Star Trek. I mean, we kind of are with Picard over on, on Paramount+. Plus. If you haven't checked out uh, Picard, I would recommend it. And Discovery is not bad. Uh, season the last, the last season was amazing. Uh, the first couple seasons were kind of rough, but it got better. Um So I don't know. I, I think I, I think it's time we see a different side of Star Trek. You know, we've seen like Gene Roddenberry's vision for it. We've seen J.J. Abrams' vision for it. Maybe it's time we see somebody else's take on Star Trek. It doesn't mean that going forward, that's all we're going to see. I think it's very possible that the all these things can coexist. I mean. There's no reason why we can't have like traditional Star Trek storylines and like kind of uh, alternate timeline versions of Star Trek. You know, I mean, it's it's no different than um, any other fandom where there's multiple uh, storylines. You know, comic books are filled with that kind of stuff. You have 
different versions of, of the same character in comic books. So why can't we have that in movies and television? I think some people think that you can't have you can't have two Superman, you can't have two Captain Kirks, you can't have two Batmans. Yeah, you can. You just pick the one you like better and watch that one. There's gonna be there's gonna be people who are gonna like them regardless of what they if they don't like the other. You're gonna you're 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 gonna have you're gonna catch more people into into that into that thing. If there's more versions of it, is it going to confuse people? Maybe. And that's a very small maybe. Because DC actually said this. They didn't want to have um, uh, any of the characters from the, the DC Extended Universe to also be on the CW shows because they didn't want to confuse people. So that's why we never saw Superman and Batman in their first few seasons of Arrow or any of the other shows for that. We now have Superman on the small screen, but that's because I think they're largely done with Superman in the movies. And I think it's dumb that we 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 can't have we can't have them in both places. I mean, they're they're doing uh the the Flash movie and I'm I'm hoping I'm really 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 hoping this doesn't mean that the Flash the series is coming to an end. But that's the way that's the way DC has been doing things. I was like, no, you don't need to do it that way. People are still going to watch that Flash and this Flash. They may have their favorite right now. Grant Gustafson, Gustafson, Gustin, the guy who plays him on TV, is my favorite Flash. And the original TV Flash, you know, is now the actor who plays who plays um, uh, the the Silver Era Flash um, and um, Jay Garrick. And in the first couple of seasons, that actor played Barry Allen's dad. I think I think. Uh, Greg Berlanti understands this. And I think Greg Berlanti has been doing amazing things with the DC universe as far as the television shows are concerned. I think Warner Brothers in DC should give Berlanti the keys to the DC extended universe. Sorry, I'm I'm going on a bit of a, a, a sideline rant about DC when I started talking about Star Trek. Um, and the reason why I kind of went on that sideline rant is because People are, are are freaking out over the fact that, you know, there are different ideas for certain properties, you know, intellectual properties. Why can't you have both? Why can't you have all of that? I mean, we, we have uh, right now three Star Trek TV shows, all available on Paramount+. Plus. There is Discovery, there's Picard, and there's Upper... Under, Upper Decks? Lower Decks. Lower Decks is the third one. Lower Decks is an animated show. Uh, same people that do like Rick and Morty. And uh, it's really funny. Recommend it highly. Um, Lower Decks, you know, Picard and Discovery are the three Star Trek series that are available to watch right now. You can also find all the other Star Trek stuff on Paramount Plus too. So if you want to go back and watch the original series, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, um, Enterprise, and I think it's all of them, right? I don't think there's another one. Anyways, they're all there. You can go back and rewatch them. Uh, the likelihood of new stuff with older actors, probably not so good. So I think I think we should be Less critical of the new stuff. Because let's be honest. I, I remember people like not really happy that Next Generation was a thing. Because Star Trek, the original series, was so good. Oh, yes. And I forgot uh, the original Star Trek animated series. That was the other one that's available on Paramount+. Plus. But, uh, but yeah, people people shed all over uh, Next Generation. Because like, that's, that's not Star Trek. That's something new. That's that's not Star Trek. That's not Captain Kirk. That guy's bald, you know. 
Next Generation was my introduction to Star Trek. I did not like or care about the original Star Trek. I, sorry, not sorry. And I still, I still don't really give two shits about the original series. I tried re I tried watching them a few months ago. I got about four episodes and I was like, yeah, okay. This, this was the sixties. This was before my time. The acting was, eh. Special effects were, but you know, um, I don't know. I just, I, I, I tried and I, and it couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around it. And the stories, I don't know. Maybe I'll try again, but I don't know. I just, I, I don't really care for the, the super cheesy sci-fi of the 60s and it's not just star trek it's pretty much all the stuff all sci-fi from the 60s is kind of goofy to me but uh you know i didn't really get into science fiction until like 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 real science fiction until like you know the 80s i didn't like any of the stuff from the 70s or the 60s so um and star wars is technically um fantasy so, I don't know. Um, I think uh, I think people should just kind of relax. Besides, Tarantino said um, that he's not directing the the movie. He's probably going to be like executive producer. So, plus, if you don't like it or don't think you're going to like it, don't watch it. People, people going out and paying money to see a movie is what tells the 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 uh, the studio what is what people like. It's not you know going to see the movie and then complaining about it is not telling them you didn't like it because you still paid to see it, and they see that paying to see it is a, is a like. So if you really don't like it, don't go see it. All right, next story I have here is Jackass Forever Steve-O. Jackass Forever star Steve-O speaks out on the rumor that delay is Bam Margera's fault. Well, I'll, before I read this article, I'll say this. I saw the trailer for it when I went and saw Shang-Chi and the movie I saw before that in theaters. It looks... It looks like it could be funny. It looks like it could be entertaining. Um, it's missing some key characters. Um, Bam being one of them. And, of course, Ryan Dunn has, has you know, passed away s since the last movie. Um, I think everybody else has come back, though. It's just it's just those two guys, I think. I think, I, I think there's one or two of, like, Bam's buddies that weren't in it, but... That's because he wasn't there. This is what it says here on, on comicbook.com. Jackass Forever, the first Jackass film since Jackass 3D hit theaters in 2010, uh, is one of the latest movies to get pushed back due to the pandemic. The, f the film was scheduled to be released next month, but has been moved to February. There have been rumors that the reason for the movie's delay isn't actually COVID, but rather recent uh, the recent lawsuit by longtime Jackass member Bam Margera. Margera was reportedly cut out of the upcoming movie, which has led to a lawsuit against Paramount Pictures, MTV Networks, Johnny Knoxville, and director Jeff Tremaine. Uh, producer... Uh, pro uh, and producers Spike Jones, Dick House Entertainment, and more. Um, in addition to seeking monetary relief, Majera was hoping the court would stop the release of Jackass Forever. However, TMZ recently caught up with Steve-O, and, and he laughed off the idea that the delay was due to the suit. Quote, A lot of people speculate that it was because Bam and his lawsuit, but no, it's just because of COVID. Steve-O explained that the comfort level of the public 
to go to the movie theaters has dropped down. He added, I tell you this, man, I love Bam. I have no idea how he managed to get anybody to file a lawsuit. I've read it. It's just absurd. I mean, it's literally absurd. I shouldn't even say what I said, but I, I can tell you that the lawsuit is absurd. I think he thinks it's absurd. <laughs> Majera's uh, suit alleges that while in rehab in 2019, Knoxville, Tremaine, and Jones approached him with a wellness agreement which required countless breathalyzer and uh, uh, urinalysis tests as a means of maintaining employment on on any and all future jackass projects. Margera claims that he didn't violate the terms, but was fired anyway after one test revealed he had taken Adderall, for which he says to have had a... Okay, let's try this again. For which he says to have had a prescription. The suit also alleges that Margera filmed scenes for the upcoming movie before being let go, and that many of his dozens of ideas f for inclusion in the film are, are being used. Well, I honestly, I hope, I hope, uh, I hope Bam's well. I enjoyed his show, uh, Viva La Bam. The show was hilarious. I didn't really ever watch the the Jackass TV show. I've seen the movies. The movies are hilarious, um, but. Honestly, I, I I think the death of his best friend, uh, Ryan Dunn, broke him. It did. It just fucked him up. I mean, if you guys have ever seen the video of Bam showing up at the location of the crash, he was fucking destroyed. I I don't know if I could have done that. If I I don't know if I would would be as 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 sane as I am today. Had I been at the house where my one of my closest friends hung himself, if I had seen him swinging from that rope, it would have destroyed me too. I mean, thinking about the the passing of that friend, you know, I I miss my buddy Bear every day. Anytime I see something Transformers related or Marvel related or any other of the other fandoms that he and I had shared together. I think, wow, Bear would have loved this. Or possibly hated it, depending on, you know, what it was I was thinking about. I mean, when when Marvel announced What If was coming out as a series, a TV series, I immediately thought of Bear because Bear used to say in his uh, online postings, What If... And then he would say something. What if? And then say something. Um, I knew he was a massive Marvel fan. And I knew he loved Transformers. Because that's how we became. In middle school we became best friends. Because of our love of Transformers. I used to go to his house on weekends. And we would get up and watch Saturday morning cartoons. We would. Uh. I'd bring over Transformers and we would play Transformers because he had some too and I had some. And, you know, we would reenact scenes from, you know, episodes of the show or after the movie came out. I think we, uh, I can't remember if we were still, yeah, I think that was during a time we were still hanging out and st still going to school together. I think it was like the following year that we lost contact because he went to a different high school. 86 was the year that Transformers, the Transformers, the movie came out and, uh, yeah, but yeah, if, I think if, if I had, um, if I had seen bear swinging from that rope, I would have, it would have ruined me. I would have, I would have been going to therapy a lot sooner for sure. I've only been going to therapy for the last couple of years.
and I'm, I got a long way to go before I feel like I have my shit together. And I, and for the most part, I think I'm doing okay, but I don't think I don't think I have my shit together as well as I could be at, at, at almost fifty. I think my I think uh, I think I should be a lot farther in life. Um, uh, with you know careers and and just personal growth i'm i'm so far behind on that stuff you know it's uh i'm sorry guys i'm 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 having a moment right now i'm not going to stop recording though I, I don't edit my podcast unless it's like something that I generally don't want to post. You know, I I won't post it. I I don't edit the, I don't edit things out. So when you hear me like right now having like an emotional breakdown, it's real. I'm not I'm not making any of this shit up. He was Bear Bear Brown was his was his name. I knew him as David. But he went by Bear because David was also his dad's name. And he didn't really have that great of a relationship with his dad. From what I remember. David was a cool guy. He was between middle school and I think sophomore year is when I discovered that he was going to uh, the high school next door, which was the alternative high school. And he was not the same person I remember from middle school. He had completely changed. Not the same friend. He was a different person entirely. You know, later on I found out that you know he he got really into like psychedelics and and other drugs and so I think that's what I think that's what changed him. And uh so we we kind of like I don't know, we We didn't really hang out in high school because he was a different guy. He wasn't, he wasn't the same person. He was kind of weird. And when I say weird, I mean like weird in in a, in a not a good way. But like a decade later, we reconnected. I think he was he was in high school. He was probably going through a lot of shit. You know. I think there was a lot of issues at home, but yeah, I miss him. It was like legitimately like my first real best friend that wasn't like a member of my family. I think my first best friend is and will always be Marianne, my cousin, who I do the other podcast with. If you haven't listened to that, self-promotion folks, I'm sorry. You should check out Not About You with Jamal, Marianne, and Cousin Todd. That would be me. Um, you can go to notaboutyoupod.com. That's the letter U. And give it a listen. You can also just search for hashtag notaboutyoupod on your favorite podcasting app and subscribe there. But, uh, yeah, no, Bear was, he was, we would, we would, uh, we would hang out and, you know, watch MTV and listen to music and play games and, 
One of my fondest memories of Bear was uh, we were we were having breakfast at his house, and uh, he decided to tell me a joke as I'm eating a bowl of cereal. And he says to me, "Hey Todd, did you hear about the guy who backed into a into a airplane propeller?" And uh, as I'm eating my bowl of cereal, no. He goes, "It was, a, it was a total disaster." And then I looked at him like, "What? Dis." Asked her, and I, I was like, "Oh!" <sighs> I started laughing, and milk came out through my nose. And I kind of think I kind of fucked that up because it was a, a woman backed into an airplane propeller, not a guy. Disaster, her. <laughs> disaster. I don't know. I was like, you know, twelve, thirteen at the time. I thought it was hilarious. I was probably 13. 13 or 14. But, uh... Yeah. I haven't thought about Bear in a long time. The, like I said, a few times I do think about him. It's very brief, and I don't really give myself enough um, time to really process those thoughts and emotions I apologize if uh, if I I brought down the 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 vibe or the the you know I just I don't know I just I felt the need to talk about my best friend from when I was a teenager preteen even. He used to draw really cool stuff. He, in fact, the one tattoo I have was a tattoo he did. Um, and I don't know if I'll ever get another tattoo. I'd like another tattoo. In fact, it was, my tattoo was eventually gonna like grow into a sleeve. I wanted to have a sleeve of tattoos, but uh. I didn't have money or he was busy or something always came up where I just couldn't manage to get together to figure out what to do next. And, you know, and in 2004 is when he decided to leave. Again, I'm sorry for bring, being such a downer. On this episode. And I'm not going to edit it out. I'm going to leave it in. And I'll even put in the, in the notes that, you know, Todd has a, Todd has an emotional breakdown about his best friend from middle school. And, uh, I might actually, uh, record a, uh, bonus episode talking more about Bear. If you guys are interested, you can be a podcast supporter and you can listen to all the bonus episodes and all the all, all the archived episodes by going to support.206geek.com. You can subscribe to that for $20 and uh, quit anytime. And... Uh, I appreciate everybody who 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 actually enjoys listening to me babble for an hour. I, again, I'm I'm sorry if I've if I was if I brought the mood down halfway through the show by going on about my friend who passed. But just talking about Bam Margera and Bri- um, Ryan Dunn, it it uh, reminded me of that moment that I realized that uh, the bear was gone. So, anyways, thanks again for listening to another episode of me rambling on for an hour. 
Uh, I really do appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for uh, for listening to me. For hopefully, I'm entertaining for you, and you get something out of this. And uh, you guys have a great day. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Welcome to Adult Duo Having Discourse. It is a podcast where two friends attempt to have discussions on topics including uh, pop culture, conspiracy theories, and many other things. How far into the show do you think they can get before they, they get distracted and start talking about other things? How many times do you think the topic changes between these two men talking on this podcast? Tune in and find out. To listen to Adult Duo Having Discourse, go to ADHD dot jtmnetworks.com that is adhd dot jtmnetworks.com